Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy coming live from Orange County, California. And um, go ahead. I, I can't. It's not there. <laughs> there it is. Oh, that was LinkedIn. Oh. Hey, uh, today is what day? Thursday, June 23rd. And uh, go to resurrectministry.com where you will find all the other content that uh, we put out in regard to Christ. <laughs> Christ Jesus. You can't, you know, you really can't get that one nailed down. <laughs> you know, I really got to sit down and come up with a a thing. Ta-da. <laughs> I don't like know you, why. Like you do for all your cop shows. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. My cop show earlier today, got the guns out, had the, had the ammunition out. It's all put away now. It's all, ah, back, in, it's all back in the safes. Nice. Safe uh, where it belongs. Um, so we have today's devotional, which is um, Smith Wigglesworth devotional. And then we went on a church hop last night and went to a different church than we've been to before yeah. and found a really nice church nearby. You, you didn't tell people if they wanted to partner with us. Oh, make, that was your job. Oh. That's when you take over. Okay. And if you'd like to partner with us on resurrectministry.com, there's a donate button and it would truly bless us, whatever you want to give to help defray our production costs and... The digital media, social media advertising, and all the rest of it. That would all be that fantastic. Stuff. All that stuff. And at uh, at least subscribe on one of the platforms. And it would be great if you went to the Edify app and did that. So um, we We'll talk about that again. Yeah, so we can continue to grow that. All right. With all that said, we got um, Smith Wigglesworth devotional again. Is it, it like a commercial? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, the title of June 23rd's devotional is Found in Him. Who's him? Jesus. Oh, okay. The reference is Philippians 3, 8 through 9, that says, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. The scripture reading is 2 Peter 3, 9 through 18. Smith says, oh, the good news is it's a long one, so you don't have to listen to me the entire time. We're going to take turns. I'll read the first half. You read the second half. They like listening to you. Smith says, There is a place of seclusion, a place of rest and faith in Jesus. Nothing else is like it. Jesus came to his disciples on the water, and they were terrified. But he said, It is I. Do not be afraid. My friend, he is always there. He is there in the storm as well as in the peace. He is there in adversity. When, we, when will we know he is there? When we are found in him, not having our own work, our own plan, but resting in the omnipotent plan of God. Oh, is it possible for the child of God to fail? It is not possible. Mm -hmm. For he who keeps Israel shall never slumber nor sleep. He will watch over us continually, but we must be found in him. I know there is a secret place in Jesus that is available to us today. My brother, my sister, you have been nearly weighed down, nearly weighed down with troubles. They have almost crushed you. Sometimes you thought you would never get out of this place of difficulty, but you have no idea that behind the whole thing, God has been working a plan greater than all. Today is a resurrection day. We must know the resurrection of his power in brokenness of spirit. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection, Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Oh, to know the resurrection power, to know the rest of faith. 
any one of us is without exception, can reach this happiness in the spirit. There is something different between saying you have faith and then being pressed into a tight corner and proving that you have faith. Yes. If you dare to believe, it will be done according to your faith. Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. With God's help, we must gain it. We must gain this life. We can reach it with the knowledge that he will make us as white as snow, as pure and holy as he, that we may go with boldness to his throne of grace. Boldness is in the holiness. Boldness is in his righteousness. Boldness is in his truth. You cannot have the boldness of faith if you are not pure. What blessed words follow? The fellowship of his sufferings. Remember, unless that fellowship touches us, we will never have much power. Jesus came forth in the glory of the Father, filled with all the fullness of God. It was God's plan before the foundation of the world. God loved the fearful, helpless human race with all its blackness and hideous of sin, hideousness of sin, and he provided the way for redemption. May God give us fellowship of his sufferings, that when we see a person afflicted with cancer, we will pray right through until the disease is struck dead. When we see a bent and helpless woman or a man who is weak and sick, may God give us compassion and a fellowship with them that will lighten their heavy burdens and set them free. How often we have missed the victory because we did not have the compassion at that very moment. We failed to pray with a broken heart. Is there anything more? Ah, yes. We must see the next thing. We must be conformed to his death. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. That's John 12, 24. God wants you to see that unless you're dead indeed, unless you come to a perfect crucifixion, unless you die with him, you are not in the fellowship of his sufferings. May God move upon us in this life to bring us to an absolute death, not merely to talk about it. In this way, Christ's life may be made manifest. The Lord wants us to understand that we must come to a place where our natural life ceases, and by the power of God, we rise into a life where God rules and reigns. Do you long to know him? Do you long to be found in him? Your longing will be satisfied today. I ask you to fall in the presence of God. If you want to know God, yield to his mighty power and obey the spirit. Thought for today, when the spirit of the Lord moves within you, you will be broken down and then built up. Nice. So I called my ministry, Resurrect Ministry, because... It was, I found, I found the Lord in my darkest place. It was such a, I'd never felt so broken. And it was amazing that in that brokenness, I met that freedom, you know, and that power. And Smith is constantly giving us that dichotomy of you die, then you live, you're broken, and then you're joyful. You're broken and then you're at peace. You're in the middle of trials and then you have joy. You know, like it's, it, it is so counterintuitive mm-hmm. that the worst situations in life can bring you closer to the joy and the peace and the rest that comes from Christ uh, in your darkest time. 
And that's why sometimes I think the prosperity gospel to a certain extent, not, not, I think there's two versions. So one's a prosperity gospel that it's jackpot Jesus. You know, you pray to God, he's going to give you everything you want. But then there's another version, which is one of the first versions that I was introduced to, which was Jesus can solve all your problems, which I love that version. You know, it's a little, it's a little immature and you eventually graduate from that version. But for me, without knowing him and not going, growing up in a Christian home, just that childlike faith of believing that Jesus can solve all my problems and he can, uh, was awesome. Can he solve all your problems, but not necessarily in the way that we want our problems solved? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You will find him there. Right. You know, it's not going to turn out how you expected necessarily, right. but he's there. I forget which section. This is a very long one, so now I'm not going to be able to find it. But um, uh, we're here, down and crushed. They have almost yeah. crushed you. Sometimes you thought you would never get out of this place of difficulty, but you have no idea that behind the whole thing, God has been working a, a plan greater than all. And that's what it is. That's the theme that we've had for the, the past couple of days, which is the death brings life. The pain and suffering brings joy. And it is so counterintuitive to think of it that way, that we really have to step back and allow God to show it to us and reveal it to us. Otherwise, we end up, and haven't you met those people? We, we, we meet them quite often, actually, that are just mired in life, you know, like they, they allow life to rule over them and you see their angst and, and you just want to say, you know, let go, let go of what you think this is supposed to look like and let him drive. Right. So hard, <laughs> but when you can do it, it's so miraculous. Yes. Uh, Kate says, same. My website came out of my brokenness, but that darkness led me to the good shepherd. The journey is not pretty, but worth it. Yes, absolutely. It's interesting that this, uh, and I say that a lot, it's interesting how certain things kind of collide. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we do a devotional and then we go to a church that says the same, scripture, the same scripture or yeah, or something that, that even Smith says it's not in scripture. He just says something and then we go somewhere else and then somebody mentions the same thing. So uh, here I'm in the, in this book. It's called uh, this Discipline of a Godly Man and uh, by R. Kent Hughes. And this chapter is called Discipline of Marriage. And so, of course, it's just talking about uh, how men uh, can make their marriage better, I guess. Um in, in, in the way that God wants us to live within our marriage. And that is to live, to love your wife as Christ loved the church. And uh, this one paragraph here, and I told you about it, I came like, oh, well, man, this paragraph was, was strong. But it says, um, is, I'm so I should have brought my glasses. Is this a grim gallows, gallows call? Not at all. Is it, 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 I'm sorry, you're going to have to read it. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> It is no more grim than dying to self and following Christ. In fact, those who are lovingly dying for their wives are those who know the most joy, having the most fulfilling marriages and experiencing the most love. Christ's call to the Christian husbands is not a call to be doormats, but a call to die. 
As we shall see, this can mean a death to our rights, our time, our perceived pleasures, all liberating deaths. This is truly a male thing, a masculine thing, for it takes a strong man to die. That's is that something? Brilliant. <laughs> of course, that's the wife reading it. But yes. reading it as the man, what I what I loved was that last part about that it is a, um, oh my gosh, said it. It's a, it takes a strong man to it's die. A, it's a liberating, all liberating deaths. And that's the part that got me. Yeah, I, I've talked, talked about, about that. Yeah, I've talked about this a lot, that it's... Uh, but I didn't, I wasn't uh, thinking of it as part of my marriage. I was thinking when I was talking to the other Jack at Calvary Chapuccino Hills, which is a seat partner, um, that dying to our old self to be our new creation in God is liberating. But when they put it in regard to the marriage, it is, it is very liberating. It is so much, there's a lot of relief that, I had in another marriage that I had where it was a constant battle. Yeah. It can of, be miserable when your home yeah. life's miserable. <laughs> Not that I'm very familiar with home lives, but I see the ones, I, <laughs> my fleeting moments. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I think back, I mean, it's not, uh, it, again, I just want to make sure that you guys know this, that we are not perfect by any means. Uh, that's not anything we're trying to say here. And I know that our marriage is fairly new. Um, we're approaching our second year, kind of. Um, and, but so far, the way that I've been living this marriage is a lot different than a past marriage. Yes. That it was about what it is that in many ways. I mean, I was, you know, working hard and doing a whole bunch of other stuff that I thought was the right thing to do. But, but in, in totality, I was not living for my marriage. No. You know what I mean? I wasn't living for my wife. I wasn't living for my marriage. I may have been living for my kids a little bit, but that the understanding of what Christ calls us to do in a marriage was never even on my radar. <laughs> but you had read First Corinthians 13 about love. Yes. And it was even a scripture on my wedding band on yes. the inside. It was that scripture was on the inside of my wedding band. Yes. But yet, was I living it? No. And it's a whole different different way of living yes and again it's not it's not always easy and we're definitely not perfect at it but it sure does make the marriage much better that you're even attempting it and trying it on a daily basis right and, and committed to trying yes i mean it's a conscious effort yeah it, it's it's making the effort to say you know i am going to compromise i'm going to be forgiving i am going to be selfless you literally have to tell those things to yourself yes you know <laughs> It's, just, it's true, but yeah. as he says, the more you die to self, the greater joy you feel because being agreeable actually makes you a nicer person to be around. <laughs> the marriage ends up being better. Yes, And I'm saying that just for myself. I know being agreeable makes me more pleasant to be around. Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> right? That is so true. It's common sense. Hey, let's say I had a Spider-Man 4 a cause that sounds very interesting yes how's it going it's going great spider-man for a cause watching on twitch uh is this live yes it yes. is and uh there's a little picture of spider-man apparently really in a i love spider-man by the way uh and he asked how long have you been married Hedia? you a year and a half <laughs> yes feels um, like longer though 
and we were on our walk today uh, around our little lake that we have over here, and it was it was awesome. Yes, but we actually talked about a couple very interesting things. Yes, like what happens when we die? Yes, what, 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 I mean that's the theme this week. Yeah. This is death. <laughs> It's everywhere. It was at our Bible group. It yes. was last night. It was about death. It was just like, are you prepared to die? It's all about dying. And mm. it's, uh, and then I'm not asking you to share. I'm just saying there, there, we were able to talk about your past yes. as a, as a parent and, and as a not a parent. <laughs> Having that, given birth, I was a birth mother. I was a birthing woman. Yeah. What is it called? A birthing person. Birthing. Yeah. That- <laughs> I epitomized a birthing person. <laughs> but I mean, that, that really is, is, is very much the same thing is that, that the reason that you were just a birthing person, because it, you were, you like, why would I do that when yeah. I have people to do this yeah. kind of like thing? Like, this is not my thing. Yeah. So the therapist told me I broke her from not doing that. Uh. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> They need love and attention, but they're like little peanuts. Like, what would they know the difference? Yeah. Apparently they know. Wow. It's amazing. But isn't that funny? Then I look at my life where, you know, I have five kids and every one of them, I change their diaper equal to us. And sometimes it depended on the week, maybe even more for that week, just depending on what was going on that I never even, I never even thought about not doing it. Who knew you couldn't do it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, my brother did occasionally, but for oh, really? the most part, um, in in Islam and Muslim families, uh, men don't change diapers. Oh wow! Yeah, Damn, modern wow. ones do, but not culturally. Oh yeah. Yeah, whoever smelt it had to change it. Oh. Or whoever felt the warmth had to change it. It was just the way. Did it you did. guys pretend and be like, "Here, here's both"? No, remember that I told you there was a book that I read called. Um, uh, the lie of self-deception yeah. or something like that, where you pretend like you're asleep. Like, yeah. Like I think the kid's crying. <laughs> like, you know, you know that they have a load load in their diaper yeah. and you go, <laughs> you pretend that you're sleeping. Uh, I, I read that book and I just, every time they, that would happen, I would think uh, about it. I go, no, so I, bad. you know, I just got to get up and change that diaper. Aww. I got to do it. So no, not, not really. There may have been once or twice, but I not, it wasn't a regular practice. Because I knew, I always felt that it would always come back somehow. Mm-hmm. So I say, you know, just it's much easier just to change it. Why even bother? Too much work, too much work to avoid it. That's oh, yeah. another thing in law enforcement that um, report writing is one of the worst things you can do. On the couple last couple of shows, I was talking about that uh, the 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 thought of being a secretary with a gun was the thing that was the negative part about being in law enforcement. Oh, right. The amount of reports you had to write, but some officers would go to a call that would be clearly. A, a call where you at the, in the end, you're going to have to take a report and they would spend more time trying to get out of writing the report that if they just would have sat down and did it, if they just got sat down and done it, it would have been over. Right. But they would spend so much time trying to avoid it. And then, and then in the end, they would have to do it anyway. So yeah, it's just sometimes better just to get it over with. Kate says she had five sons too. Good Catholic breeder. (laughs) Oh, God bless you. That's hard. I thought it was a Mexican thing. It's not. It's, um, it's definitely not Mexican. No. <laughs> no, Catholic. It's a Catholic thing. A Catholic thing. Yeah. Uh, many of them don't. Oh my gosh, we had to go through that class uh, that you do before you get married in the Catholic Church, um, where they teach about the rhythm method and calendaring. You know the the, yes. the cycles and when you can have sex and putting that on the calendar that has to happen between these days. 
Oh, it's just what a class. What a class to <laughs> have to go through. Oh my gosh. Um, scripture? Scripture. <laughs> Sorry. Got lost oh, you want to tell more stories? I, I do have a couple more stories. Okay. No, I don't. All right. Second Peter 3 9 18. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long suffering towards us, patient, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holiness and good conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord, because which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heavens and the new earth in which where righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot. Or blameless and considering that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest unstable of scripture. People. We're unstable, right? You, therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen. And so before we move on, this notion to Peter is filled with it about holiness and good conduct and sanctification. So I think this is a good time for us to bring up the pastor, the church we visited oh, sure. last night. So we went to Calvary Chapel, East Anaheim with Pastor Bob Copany, and he's a mild mannered, soft, somewhat soft spoken kind of guy. But he did not hold any punches, did he? He, no. he was convicting us and he took leviticus 21 which is scripture about the priesthood telling us from the new testament we are the royal priesthood so he's saying you should take all of these commandments and abide by them i mean first of all never heard anybody say that and i mean even like don't don't um defile yourself by spending time with the dead so he's like so for us who's the dead the dead are the unsaved or dead are those that walk uh that are calling themselves christian but do not walk with the lord and he who's i mean he said these things so matter-of-factly and it seems as if his entire audience was prepared to hear it and i just think to myself probably jack's church can handle it but i think if Half of the people at Friends were to hear or may have walked out. You know, yep. I mean, it was it was super intense. And even talking about marriage and he's like, some people are unfit to be in ministry. He says, because if they're not holy, if they can't even manage any and he brought up the scripture. I think it's Philippians or it's, it's Philippians or Corinthians, but it's Apostle Paul saying that if you can't run a if a man can't run his household, he's not fit to be a deacon or an elder at a church. So he says you know, and he was giving those examples and he just didn't hold any punches. No, it was awesome. And uh, a, a retired police officer from La Habra PD, which I found interesting. Yes. He had a couple, 
a little cu- couple cop stories. He did. It's hard to be a cop and not have a cop story. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I can see that. Because the both things we listened to, uh, we was listened to one online just to kind of get a feel for her, who he was. And he had a cop story in that one. Yes. So I wonder if he tells a cop story every message. I'm sure. I may have to be a regular at that church. Yes. It was awesome. <laughs> it seemed like a really nice guy. He did. And uh, the music wasn't bad either. If we're yeah. talking about the worship, I thought they did a really good job. They uh, did. Very passionate. Really good church. So we may have to um, visit that church Check a little more often. Yeah. It was a pretty neat looking church. Very oh. cool. Like the advent, the kids ministry was the adventure lodge. It was all kinds of fun stuff going on. Mm. It was built like a log cabin. Yeah. I'd never seen such a thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know what they were doing in there. They had a gymnasium. Yeah. Basketball court, of... a full court basketball court. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. You wouldn't even know it was there. Yeah, you can't. You have to go through this a little bit of an alley to get to where we came in. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, it, it, I've been hearing about it. I, I know that. Yeah. People have mentioned that they go there. Um, so very interesting, and it's online. So Kate, if you want to catch it, uh, he talked about it being online. Yes. I, I'm assuming it's on their website or on YouTube. But uh, anybody that's our regular watcher just wants to see what it is that we're going to just for fun, and see what he has to say. But maybe they have yesterday's um, recorded. Oh, they do. Yeah. So what is it? The, What's the name his, again? Calvary Chapel? Uh, East Anaheim. Their website is simply cc-ea.org. Oh, very cool. Uh, we'll, get the, we'll get your question, Spider-Man, for a cause in one second. That's a really good question. Uh, Kate says. I loved the illustration of the shepherd guarding the sheep on Sunday. Oh. She's talking about Pastor Jack's, uh, uh, the, our guest. Oh. The guest messenger. Oh, the Wednesday oh, with, study. Oh, with Dennis? Dennis. You mean Pastor Dennis's? <laughs> yes. I just listened to that this morning. Andy hasn't heard it yet, but he was on fire. Was, yeah. It sounded like he was talking about very similar things. Like, yes. Like pastors that are preaching things that aren't really biblical. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was, it was great. <laughs> hmm. Now I got I to gotta listen to it. Uh, Spider-Man says... What made you come to faith? What made you come to faith? I mean, it was the call of the Lord Jesus Christ. But uh, what made me open to the call of faith uh, was having nowhere else to go and just needing God. I just needed a relationship with God. I but you were a Muslim for 20-something yes, years. Yes, I was a, a devout a, Muslim. Of a God. I have a false God oh. and I left and I left Islam without meeting Jesus. So I left Islam and was lost, was lost without a relationship with God and prayed fervently, listened to a couple of sermons online and uh, the Lord Jesus Christ spoke my name, called me out of the grave and I ran out of that grave, <laughs> called my name and I ran out of the grave. Well, I was born a, a Catholic, and I'm going to answer this slightly different than I have at any other time, but I, I always felt that God was present, and I always felt that there was a God. I was just confused. But you made your own religion. That I was, yeah, but I was confused at how to reach that God. I thought that God was there, and I needed to do these things, or I needed to create something, an avenue, or a a way ah. to him. And so I thought none of these other fools know what they're doing. So I'm going to create my own. That's how strong my ego was, ah. is that they were all uh, Christians, Catholics, 
uh, Mormons. They, just uh, they were doing. They didn't know. I'm going to create my own, uh, and uh, it was actually a pretty good faith, pretty good religion. Was there Jesus in there? There was nothing. No, there was nothing. <laughs> it was called Moyedo. <laughs> Did I give you a heady look? <laughs> <laughs> current comment what <laughs> sorry Woo. all right go ahead what's been the hardest challenge walking the path so far um well it took me 20 years once i decided that i was going to uh that i you know that once i learned about jesus once i once i found myself in a christian church i i I knew that this was the path and it was the way I just kept falling short of what I was actually being called to do as a Christian. I thought, well, maybe I just need to go to church and make sure that I go on Christmas, make sure that I'm there on Easter and hit a few Sundays and it's okay to miss a few. Um, and then pretend that I was religious. I thought that was, that was the way, but yet nothing was changing in my life. And then tragedy happened and then, you know, loss of marriages and, all these other kinds of things happen. <laughs> and, and I, yeah, and I just kept <laughs> thinking. Andy was a bit stubborn. Yeah. And so it took total brokenness, total brokenness. And so the hardest challenge was that I couldn't figure it out. I, I, I couldn't die to myself as we were talking about earlier, that the hardest challenge was understanding that I had died to myself. I kept hearing it. People kept saying it. Oh yeah. I've died to myself. Yeah. But I didn't truly die to myself. And then actually one day um, it came to me that that's it. I've had it. I can't, I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to be the best dad that I can. I'm going to follow this faith and I'm going to take it deeper than I ever had before. Jesus appeared before me in a, um, at a, at a service in, in Utah. And, uh, and then things got much easier, but it was the, the 20 years of failing to really understand what, what I was supposed to do as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, and that was to die to myself. That was the hardest part and still is still is not. Yes not that easy because every I, although i've tried to bury the old man a couple times and hit him with a shovel he <laughs> keeps coming back it's like this movie we were watching the guy you know you keep hitting this guy with a in the yeah. know, he's punching him and let, he wouldn't go down yeah stabbing him hits him with a his head against the wall and the guy keeps getting up that that's, that's me right. that, that's my flesh isn't it I, i'm much tougher than i look <laughs> aren't we all when it comes to beating that old man <laughs> so that was the toughest part um, I thought you did. You have a question and all that, and I just ignored it. No, I w I didn't get to answer the question. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> What's been the hardest challenge walking uh, uh, the path of faith, Hedia? The transformation, uh, the dying to the old self and learning about the new self, and uh, wearing clothes that sometimes feel they don't fit, and mm. because. Uh, the Lord was very clear to me about where I was go. like this image of where I was going. I had no idea how difficult it would be to get there. And so at times it just feels like I'm, I'm failing and I'm not, I'm never going to get to where he's calling me to. And other times it feels extremely natural. Hmm. Well, this has been uh, uh, for you, it's been an extraordinary transformation. It's not just you. Right. For me, it's mostly just me. 
you not only had to change you, but then you have four children added to the mix, which you have to change how you feel about living with a whole bunch of people. Yes. In a marriage. I've never been married mar- before. Yeah. And being married. I used to tell my So being married, having more kids and, uh, and living in, uh, in, a, in one house altogether. In a town that I don't in recognize. In a town that you don't recognize. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's been a challenge. Wow. Uh, Spider-Man has some good questions. Uh, what is a Bible verse that stands out to you when life gets rough? Uh, that I, I plan to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a life and a purpose. I tell that to myself all the time. I have plans for you to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. So that's that's mine. Look mine up. Yeah, that's a good one. James 1-2. Uh, yeah, yeah, James 1-2. Gosh, I, I should. I'm going to get a tattoo because I can't seem to remember it. But James 1-2 um, is is by far my, my most favorite uh my favorite verse. I want to make sure and get the right. Okay, it's there. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Yes, that is by far my favorite. I, 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 I have to look it up, but it is, I know the, the context of it and what it means. But, yeah, but yes, one of my favorites. Uh, Kate says, Letting go and trusting him was my greatest challenge. It's a time thing. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Mm. We didn't finish reading the scripture again. Yeah, no, there was something. Another comment you wanted to make? Yeah, but I don't need to. You sure? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I feel feel you staring at me. No, I'm sorry, lovey. No, please, come. (laughs) No, no. What what Kate says, and I and I just thinking about what what she says there about trusting him. It, it it's it's like trusting you was difficult. Um, you know, in the early days, you know, you were sharing with me that you know one of the, the things that are easy, that's that's kind of like a reflex of yours was to run when things get a little bit dicey. And in the one time that you, you kind of did that um, <laughs> was this like, oh, is she going to do it? Like every time that we got in a, in a little bit of a tiff, I thought I, I, my, yeah. I, I felt like, oh, no, she's going to run. And, you know, and so th- that that was hard for me. So the only reason I bring that up is because when we now look at God and even what Kate says, I, and I felt that same way, is that the God is God is God. You know, it, it's, it's, and I was, the reason I was hesitating and looking at it is it's, it is weird to say that we didn't trust God, but I was trying to think of what it else it could be. Is it? Well, for me, it, if clearly it was, oh, I mean, I had conversations with the Holy Spirit with God over this topic because every time, even with us, when I was like, should I be running? the Lord like scolded me and he's like, I'm not asking you to trust him. You are trusting me. I put you here. You're doing this because I said so. Right. You know, and I didn't bring you to faith to torture you. I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. 
So trust me, not trust you. He didn't tell me to trust you. He told me to trust him. So it's, it's uh, no offense or anything, but it's very, that's very different. Yes, I know. You know that's why I, mean? I was struggling with it. I was just trying to, trying to wrap my mind. That's around. what Kate's saying, yeah. letting go and trusting him because I, it was, I had to let go that this decision was in my hands that maybe this is some, maybe I wasn't supposed to do this or um, maybe I can change it. And mm. God was like, you can't change this. If you change it, you can't, I mean, you can, but know that you will suffer my wrath if you try to change this. Oh. Yeah, seriously. He's like, I, like in no uncertain terms, the Lord was quite clear mm. to me. And that's actually, to tell you the truth, well, that's why uh, I, I so relate to these verses. And, and I hope this is helpful to women out there too, is that um, it was in the dying that I found his resurrection again, because I died once that pain of my whole life transforming, uh, transforming and then coming into this relationship and it being so foreign and so difficult and thinking, Oh, okay, well maybe I can get, it. and the Lord's like, no, like you are going to die here. You're dying on this hill. You know what I mean? And it was comforting, but there was a joy and a release of, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm uh, okay. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? There's a surrender when you can actually surrender to your um, purpose and your calling. Uh, you you, st you stop fighting it. You're no longer the salmon fish sw swimming upstream because, <laughs> you know, the salmon fish will swim upstream until he dies. Yeah. Right. I was thinking of it. You know, it's our, our reference to trust is that really we it's there's no one on the planet that we can trust fully. No, <laughs> I was telling this. To I trust you more than anybody in this world. Yes. Now. <laughs> and, and that's been, a, it's been a process. Right. But even then, if I were to do a trust fall, I would have to look back to make sure you're looking, <laughs> make sure that you're close your hands enough. Open. <laughs> yeah. Make sure how's your back today. <laughs> right. I mean, there's a lot more that has to go with it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not full trust. It's, it's trust with measure, I'll, but with God, it's so hard to trust God is because of what we know of uh, on this earth, but we could, we don't have to look to see if God's there. No. Right? He was always there but we still hesitate um, because we're just not used to giving full trust to anything. So I think that's what makes it hard. Well, so um, taking it outside the example of us, I was telling um, a girl at the Bible study who was saying, and her and I have very, very similar experiences uh, with people and having difficulties, uh, this dissociative disorder. Her, her therapist told her she had the same thing where she just can't, um, she can't connect to people. And so she says she believes she just always feels alone. And she believes that the Lord's putting people in her, in her path to make relationships with, but she just continues to stop. She won't do it. And she needs to do it so that she can unload her burdens and move on and become that new creation. And I told her, I said, listen, you need to make friends and build those relationships and they may screw you over. People suck. 
But that's not the point. Mm. God's not drawing you to people because you're going to find these amazing, fantastic people in that pursuit. Maybe you will, but that's not the exercise. The exercise is he's calling you to trust him, to do this, to heal you, to draw closer to him. At the end of the day, the goal is always Jesus. Wow. Do what I say, you will draw closer to me. Not do what I say and you get door number two or X, Y, and Z. You know what right. I mean? Draw, you do what I say to draw closer to me and joy and happiness and love and peace and rest will come drawing closer to me. So good. You should be a pastor. <laughs> Amen, says Kate. Oh, she was so funny. Like, uh, Kate was like, gosh, I'd freak out if he talked to me like that. I guess he's a wee bit more gentle. I, you know, I he, have. He knows, Hedia. Yeah. I have journals <laughs> full of things that he has said to me that were, wow. Just, I, the, one of my friends described it as um, learning by God with a two by four. And I. <laughs> I've learned several times that way, actually. Yeah. Uh, one more question from, uh, we'll take one more from Spider-Man for a cause, who says? I feel like there's, the, everybody on Twitch does this. I like it. These series of questions. Yeah, I like it. it if you could talk to the younger version of yourself before you came to faith, what would you say? I Strap would, on your seatbelt. Yeah. I, I would tell my younger self, hey, don't, Get started now. Don't yeah. wait. Don't wait until you're 50 in your 50s, which I was in my 50s. So for 20 years, Spider-Man for a cause, I was in this Christian church being religious and thinking I was a Christian when in fact I was just a, a man walking around a church. I know, um, but would you have changed that? See, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, your last well, child was born eight years ago. So it's not in terms of time, you wouldn't sacrifice any of it because each child had to be born, right? So yeah it and all the experience i mean i think i could have shaved off a good five years <laughs> i didn't everyone asked me why'd you stay so long i don't know why i stayed so long you know but um i had to see my career to its end yeah i if i didn't do all that i did i think i would have um I can't be happy homemaker today without having done all of the amazing things that I did right. in the past. You know what I mean? I I'm have, with you on that. Right? Like yeah. I, the only reason we could stay home and watch movies almost every night is because we've been everywhere yeah. and done everything, you know? So yeah. like what, going to another bar or going on another trip to Cancun, like that's going to change our lives. Like, Oh my God, I have to see London. No, we've seen London. Right. You know what I mean? So it's that's such a blessing that crazy meandering of the earth uh was such a blessing mm -hmm. i don't know if i'd ever tell my younger self uh, yeah, don't I, do those I, things you know yeah I, I i don't know that i necessarily would say i want to change i mean the stuff the people that i hurt that kind of stuff i i do feel bad about those periods of life that i had i'm mean, good friends that i had that you know, you know we don't talk because of Either something they said that I couldn't forgive them for, or something that I said that they can't forgive me for. I hope you feel that way about your family. Yeah, yeah, and so those would be nice to change. Yeah, but it all works out to where we are today. We would not be here at all together if any of anything changed. <laughs> and we did. And I'm not telling you that I had a miserable life. I mean, I I I can say that I had some pretty cool things that happened in my life. And some, 
amazing, fantastic, wonderful things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, could but, we have shaved a couple of years? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I just think having faith would have helped in some of the areas where people were hurt. Sure. You know, as a police officer, I often wonder, Spider-Man for a cause, um, as a police officer, 21 years, I say this all the time. I just wonder what a difference I could have made in people's life if I would have been the Christian I am today when I was a man in uniform. Th those are times that I, I'm, I'm talking about, not necessarily changing my life because I love where I am today. This is amazing because of what I've done and now how we are together. So then what would you tell your younger self? Just that they have more faith in God. But then and, your and whole road would have changed. It would have changed. <laughs> That's a hard one. That's what I'm saying. Huh. That's my point. Even when I talk about shaving off a couple of years, I mean, my um, my last stint at the FBI was right before I left DC. I I would have I wouldn't want to miss that for the world. Wow. Hard question. All right. One last thing from Spider Man. Okay. You are both doing a wonderful job. Oh! Thank you. We are called to carry our crosses, but never forget he is ultimately carrying us. You both are awesome. Good night. God bless. And thank you for answering my questions. Yeah, thank you, Spider-Man. Thank you. For a cause. I don't know more about Spider-Man for a cause. <laughs> what do you do? Do you dress up and donate the money that you get paid to be Spider-Man for a cause? I don't, I, I'm, so, I'm so interested. Tell us more. Next time you're on Spider-Man for a cause, make sure and subscribe before you leave. Uh, but next time you're on, tell us a little bit more about yourself. We've told you a lot about us, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Um, anything else, my love? It's 46 minutes. I think that's good. I got a couple of more stories. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Let her rip. No, I'm not. Kate Mary loves something that we said that was Funny. hysterical. Thank you, Mary. Uh, Kate, gosh, it's so hard when people have two first names. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but they're literally in black and white in front of us. <laughs> so not so much. Kathleen <laughs> 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 uh -huh. Mary. That's still that's gonna just make it harder for him to Don't make it even more complicated. I know not one person that has a last name Mary. I don't think that's her last name. I think that's her middle name. No, I think that's her last name. Oh, really? Tell us. Is that your last name or is that a middle name? <laughs> I just assumed it was a middle name. Maybe no, because right. then it would be Marie. Kate Marie. See, that makes more sense than Kate Mary. Let's, uh, let's see what she's going to... You know, she has a little bit of a delay. She's all the way in oh. Australia. <laughs> and those of you uh, listening, uh, these, these are obviously, as we... Oh, Kate Mary uh, is probably as much as us. Uh, she's on our show all the time commenting. But uh, no, McCormick. No, I told you. <laughs> okay, Mary McCormick. That's so much easier for me to it's remember. Not Mary McCormick. I mean, Kate. <laughs> My God, uh, we, you need to go. You need to go to sleep, sweetie. I need to go. I need to go, need to go night night, Kate McCormick. <laughs> we got you. We got you. Hey, why don't you tell them about the Edify app before we leave? Sure. 
We are part of the Edify <laughs> podcast network, edify.app. If you download it and subscribe, you would truly bless us. And you can find some other amazing content there. Do you have an advertisement on uh, Resurrect Ministry that has Edify that they can click on? I don't know. We should put that on there. We should. It should be. <laughs> I don't know why we wouldn't. I know. We got, we got some work to do. Yeah. All right, my friends. We love you guys. Thanks for putting up with us tonight. It is late. It's, it's 10 o'clock. Yeah, I do. But that's why my eyes are drooping. <laughs> and that's why I'm getting slap happy. All right, my friends. We love you guys. God, God bless. God bless. Talk to you later.